Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Pastor. Chase, what's going on? Welcome back to Shepherd Talk. It's been a while, hey? It has been a while. Our podcast where we're talking about just different things going on specifically and things that are happening here at Ridgecrest. Um, Good to be back on a podcast. Yeah, Uh, COVID kind of rearranged a whole bunch of things, didn't it? Yeah, things including this hadn't been normal in a while. Still aren't. (laughs) You think it ever will be normal? You know, I don't know, Chase. It's a good question. I, I, I think there are going to be some long-term changes, and I don't know if they're good or bad. I think some are good. Um, I think, um, as I've told our staff, God may be trying to break us of our addiction to normal, whatever normal is. And, uh, you know, the prophet said, uh, speaking words from God, that that he would do a new thing and— and maybe this is part of a new thing that God is up to uh, in the church, and um, time will tell, you know, but it's it's been different. Right. That's exactly right. Before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, I think it's always interesting to ask what you're reading right now. Well, I think I mentioned to the staff, I've about finished a book on uh, entitled Old uh, Paths and New Powers, which, uh, New Power, which is really kind of a return to just some basic principles of the of uh, what it means to um, um, live in the power of the Holy Spirit, preaching a series on that, of course, not on that book, but on that same, a similar idea. Maybe that's why that book has resonated so well with me um, uh, right now. Um, I'm also reading a book uh, by um, A.W. Tozer, um, and um, I, I'd, I'd like to tell you that I can remember the exact name of it, um, but I can't. And one by R.T. Kendall. I like Kendall. He's an unusual guy on a uh, uh, book, uh, Is God Mean? sort of thing. Wow, yeah. And um, so those are three of the primary books right now. I'm reading one on the Holy Spirit uh, because I'm preaching again on the Holy Spirit, as you know. So I'm reading a book on the, the Holy Spirit again, uh, one of a number that I've read uh, uh, over the years. I'm reading one. Uh, another one on Billy Graham. I think I've read everything you can read on Billy Graham. And then, you know, every year somebody comes out with a new one. This is by Grant Wacker. Uh, one uh, Life at a Time, One Soul at a Time. Uh, it's very good. I'm continuing to read Francis Schaeffer um, and um, uh, out of his uh, five volumes, which is a collection of all his writings. So I continue to read, uh, read uh, Schaeffer. Um, and... Um, so those are probably the primary ones I'm reading right now. There are some others I pick up and read a little bit of and put down. You spoke of Kindle a little bit. I feel like you've referenced him quite a bit lately in different yeah. things that you've read a lot about him. What's some things that's about him and his books that stand out to you? Well, R.T. Kendall is an unusual guy. He is um, probably – well, he's thought of very highly in charismatic circles. He's thought of very highly in what we would – probably called non-charismatic uh, circles. Uh, he was, um, for 25 years, he was a pastor of Westminster uh, Chapel in London. He followed Martin Lloyd-Jones, who was a giant and still is. And uh, really under um, Kendall, um, the church declined significantly. And uh, But he brought evangelism, I mean, outright evangelism to them. 
Um, and um, he brought in a number of different guys, some guys that I probably would struggle with a little bit theologically. Uh, and so that's what makes him so unique. He has such a wide audience, and he's a prolific writer. Uh, and I have to tell you, I love his stuff. I've read tons of his stuff, The Anointing, uh, which is a fantastic uh, book, um, and uh, it, In God's Presence, another one. Um, he has an autobiography uh, that is uh, fantastic. Uh, he has an expose on uh, the life of Joseph, um, God meant it for good. Um, just so many things. I, he, he is, but he is a, he's an unusual guy because one minute he's going to be affirming some things that I might say, yeah, I think I struggle with that. And the next minute he's going to be talking about some things that I go, man, he's right on. But he's, he has good balance, and I think that's what I, I love about it. And, and um, the guy, the dude knows the Scriptures and has preached um, uh, the Bible for years and years. Uh, yeah, so, I just wondered a little bit. I mean, I've heard the name, but uh, it's neat to kind of hear because I hear, feel like you've quoted him or you've said yeah, I'm reading I this have. book by him or, or that kind of thing quite a bit lately. I'm probably all, honestly right now because I haven't read all of his stuff, but um, – it's rare when I don't have one of his books in my stack of okay. reading yeah. books. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. He's got that many, so there's yeah. plenty to read. You mentioned uh, uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, and mm. uh, that kind of is a, a kind of segue to start our conversation today that goes back to a column you wrote uh, entitled, When Prayer Doesn't Go Our Way. And uh, you begin that column, Pastor, with a quote from, uh, Dr. Martin uh, Lloyd-Jones, uh, that says this, I'm profoundly grateful to God that he did not grant me certain things for which I asked and that he shut certain doors in my face. And then you go on and wrote this, most of us are well-versed with the idea that God always answers prayers. It's just that sometimes his answer is no. And so today in the podcast, we want to kind of have this conversation about prayer and how do we handle things when it doesn't go our way? I think there's an old country song that says something about unanswered prayers. Mm. I don't remember. Do you know who? I'm not. No. You know I'm, what I'm talking no. about that? Was that Garth um, Brooks? Thank God it, for un, unanswered I, I prayers. I think it may be. It may be Garth. I think it's I think it's Garth. It might be Garth. <laughs> that does sound familiar. But uh, we don't really know that that's a correct theological uh song there and so yeah yeah we're, and we're not advocating right garth has the theology right on this prayer matter <laughs> right so but let's just talk about this for a second if god always answers uh prayers i'd like for you to talk for just a minute about how does god answer prayers i've heard things like god it's a yes no maybe it's a yes no wait it's a yes no kind of speak to if god always answers prayers how would you help a listener understand how is he going to answer that prayer? Yeah, well, God always answers prayer. Um, when we say, does God answer prayer, or God didn't answer my prayer, you know, we know theologically it's correct to say, well, God answered prayer. He just didn't answer it the way you wanted to. Uh, we struggle with that because we actually see that, if we're honest, most of the time as God didn't answer my prayer. And so it's hard for us because we kind of interpret if God's going to answer my prayer, it's going to be the way I want God to. I, I prayed for this, and God did it like I prayed for. But the theology of prayer in the Scripture is not that we bring God into our perspective when we pray, but that God pulls us into his will 
in prayer. So that's why we say we pray according to his will. Uh, and we have to be careful there, Chase, because a lot of times what we want, we try to make our will God's will so that we can say, well, God will answer this my way. Uh, but it is true that um, that God uh, says no. I mean, he says no in, when he doesn't answer a prayer, and we know that prayer hasn't been answered. Uh, that's a no. If we answer and say, well, God says wait, well, the way we know God is saying wait is because he hasn't answered a prayer that we know we should be praying that is in line with his will, and yet there is no response, either yes or no. We see no movement uh, of God in the direction we're praying, and we still have a burden to pray for that. And that's it. that's an important, I guess, side aspect. So so he's saying, wait, I haven't answered. That may, that may, and you know it's in line with his will. Waiting is God saying, an answer will come, but you've got to keep pursuing me, if, if that makes sense. So wait is kind of an answer. Um, but it is important to, to understand that there are times, and I've had this in my own life, when I've prayed and suddenly I've lost the ability to to pray fervently about something. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I have learned that when God suddenly re- relieves me of a burden in prayer, and then I try to force the prayer, God is often saying, I've already answered that. It may not have been the way you wanted, but I've, I've had it where I've tried to pray, and I couldn't pray any longer about a certain matter, and come to discover that God had in fact answered it and answered it the way I'd been praying for him to answer it. But sometimes that hasn't happened, and yet the burden to pray is gone. That's, in my my view, that's when God is saying, I've relieved you of the burden. You can't seem to pray about this matter anymore, and that's because either you're not praying in my will or the answer is no. Right. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So when you think about what this kind of process of understanding that when prayer doesn't go our way, you wrote within this column that when God answers no to our prayers, it's for one of two reasons, and this is what you said. At first, it is because he has a better idea of what is best for us, and then second is because the nature of our request does not align itself with the higher and sometimes secret will of God related to his eternal kingdom and purposes. Hmm. So explain that thought a little bit deeper and then go into this understanding, Pastor, of when God says no and maybe something doesn't go the way we want to go after we've been praying for it, even in a context that we're in right now where people have been sick and uh, this virus and different things like that, how do you respond in that situation? What 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 can a person do, I guess, in general to, to move forward in a sense when you feel as if God didn't answer a prayer the way you wanted him to? Well, let's back up first and say uh, all effective praying is, effect, uh, is prayer that is in alignment with, we would say, the will of God or the purpose of God. And so the very first thing about uh, effective praying is to make sure we're aligned with his will. Uh, Frustration in prayer comes a lot of times because we're praying for something that God doesn't even want us to be giving energy to. And we're trying to pull pull, uh, God into that process uh, 
Um, at other times, uh, we have preconceived what his will is. I said uh, in my message this past week about life in the Spirit, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. To all, If you want to be certain you're always praying in a line with the purposes of God, walk in the Spirit because the Spirit is not going to mislead you about the things of God. So you've got to stay in His Word. You've got to stay surrendered to His Spirit's power, and then He will keep you in line with the will of God. Now, there's an occasion, I can't recall the exact reference right now, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, where the Apostle Paul... Now, you and I would agree, if anybody was connected, Paul was. I mean, if we said there's anybody aligned with the will of God, it's going to be Paul. Right. I mean, the dude wrote half the New Testament. Uh, uh, that's a pretty good connection. For sure. You know? <laughs> And yet we see him on one occasion in Acts trying to head to a region where he's going to do uh, evangelism, essentially. He's going to take the gospel into a region, and, and God closes the door, won't let him in. And he's trying to go one way, which he feels led by God to go. So God shuts the door, and he, he realizes, oh, because God has opened up another door. That's a circumstantial response to his walking with God. Uh, I'm convinced that if we are aligned with the Spirit of God and the Word of God, that God will often prompt or direct or respond to us because we are in line with Him. Right. All right? Well, I think that prin uh, principle transcends the whole idea of prayer. That that. Uh, oftentimes the no of God, that was a no. When Paul said, we're going this way, and you can be certain Paul prayed about it. Right. Here's the way we're going. God said, no, that's not the way I want you to go. And so God interrupts the process, and Paul understands that. So what Paul knows is that God has said, this is not the way I'm going, but because you are, and Paul, Paul was sensitive enough that he he knew the voice of God, and so God says, nope, we're going to open another door to Bithynia, right. and we're going to take you uh, that way. So effective prayer, praying means when God says, no, that door is closed, look for the other door. Right. Look for the next door. Listen to me. And uh, Paul didn't have to say, where do we go from here? Right. You know, he knew exactly. And so the key is a, a no from God doesn't mean God isn't working or God doesn't have a specific purpose. When God says no, he's trying to align you yeah, that's good. with a different purpose that is his. And uh, even well-intentioned, sometimes in our prayers, we're trying to align God with what we believe to be his purpose. Right. And he'll sometimes say, nope, I, this is where I'm trying to point you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Maybe yeah. that kind of pulls that together a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, I think it's something that when a person's seeking the Lord in a certain direction and, and talking through, uh, obviously through this in prayer with the Lord, it's getting yourself to a place of seeing the, the perspective of the bigger picture yeah. and, and God moving And, and that's that. huge. The big picture, which is what we always have to submit to in prayer, is saying, now, God, I want to be aligned with your purpose. So if I'm trying to go into, we'll use that illustration, a region that I'm not supposed to, then you redirect me, you intervene, you close the door. 
I've had that experience in my life several times yeah, yeah. in ministry where I've said, God, I'm not sure. I believe this is in line with your purpose. And uh, uh, and so, Lord, I'm going to go this way. And I've literally prayed before. But God, uh, I, since I'm not certain, but I believe this is in line with your purpose, I don't want to do anything outside of your purpose or your will or your plan. So, Lord, you prevent me. Yeah. From going there, if there's another uh, uh, place or another door that I'm supposed to take, and he has. I don't have time today to share. I'm thinking about one thing in particular, but I've seen him do that, yeah. just like he did with the Apostle Paul. So God's trying to – no's aren't uh, – you know, when somebody tells us no about something, we usually get our feelings hurt. Right. Yeah. Would you do this and this and that? No. <laughs> and we get our feelings hurt. Right. When God says no, don't get your feelings hurt. Understand that God is doing something, bigger purposes. Yeah, that's good. And maybe even something to keep you from walking over a cliff or going yeah. some direction that's going to take you further away from his purposes. So sometimes man's no is offensive. Right. But God's no is always a loving no. You can't do that. Really you're, you're a dad, you know. You, yeah. you tell those guys, <laughs> nope, no, nope, you're not going to do that. They don't always get it. Right. But it's not from a dad who says, man, I just want your life to be miserable. It's right. from a dad who says, I know the way you're going may be well-intentioned in your young heart, but it is not where you need to go. Yeah. And I love you too much to let you take that route. So God's no is a, is a loving no. It's not an offensive no. Like, no, I'm not going to let you do that. It is, I love you too much yeah. to let you do that. Yeah, I couldn't help but think as you were talking about that, about being a father. And uh, my boys are, Collins is at a point right now where he loves football, and he asked 5,000 questions when he were watching a football game. Mm -hmm. And you're just like trying to help him understand this. And it's just like, it comes to a point where you really can't say anything other than it's just kind of how it is right now. And Lila Kate's at a place now where she asked the question, why 5,000 times a day? Like, why are we have to do this? Or why do I have to do like, and you're just trying to, and it's that same fault of a loving father. Like he knows best and his will. It is the old thing. You're going to have to trust me. Right. Exactly. Right. I can't explain it to you, but I just know. Right. And so you got to trust me. Yeah. Pastor, let's close with this for today. Give, one last thought to the person that feels as if they're in a place where they're aligned with God, they're seeking His will, and it just seems as if the answer is no, 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 or it's just not clear what to do next. What would you encourage that person with today as we wrap up this uh, podcast on prayer and the way God answers? Well, uh, God may be saying no, and we may not be getting it. Even though our hearts are pure, let me go back to the Apostle Paul. Um, three times I asked God to take this thorn away, and God said no. But once again, this is the dude that wrote half of the New Testament. And three times he, he, he sought God. He prayed, God, take this away. God, take this away. God, take this away. And all three times God said no. Why? Because God was trying to move him to the place where he understood the importance of his dependence on God. And sometimes when a person is out and say, man, I'm, I, I want to please God. Paul did. I want to please God. I want to live in the will of God. Paul was in the will of God. 
By the way, you can be in the will of God and be sincerely praying things that God's going to say no to because that's not in my will. Yeah, that's good. And you and I, it takes us a while to get it. Yeah. So to that person whom you reference that is struggling, it seems like God always tells me no uh, or no, no, no. Look, God is doing something with the no. Don't miss it. That's good. Don't miss what what is Paul finally got it. I'll have to be honest. He probably got it a lot faster than I would have. <laughs> For sure. I would have been praying uh, five years in. God, this thorn, this thorn, this thorn. I've been praying about this for five years, Lord, and this thorn. Paul got it after three requests. Right. And by the way, that was probably spread out right. over a period of time. But he got it. Right. And it was kind of like that moment, you know, where, oh, now I see. So if that's where you are and you think, it just seems like here I am, best I, I can tell, I'm walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm aligned. I want my life to be aligned with the will of God. But I keep seeking him about things that he seems to keep saying no. That's not a bad thing. Right. Listen, it's when he quits speaking at all. That's a bad thing. Yeah, that's good. So if he keeps saying no, say, God, okay, what am I missing? That's what you start asking. What am I missing, God? Make I get it, God. So what is it that you want me to get that I'm not getting uh, through? Uh, no, instead of saying, "Well, I'm, my prayers are ineffective. Uh, God must not care about me." The, those are the, those are lies from hell. Yeah, that's the devil trying to confuse you about prayer. So you stay faithful, God. What is it? You you said no to this. You've said no to this. You said no to it, or you're just you, you haven't answered those yet. Right? Is there something you want me to get? That's my advice. Ask him, God. What am I missing as I'm seeking you about these things? He wants you to know that, so pursue him on that level and say, God. So, what are you trying to teach me? What am I missing? Yeah, that's so good. As we wrap up this thought on prayer, I just want to read this uh, last statement you make in this column because I think it helps sum all of this up today. It says, "In the meantime, in the midst of." context here of, of God answering no or not knowing you say in the meantime keep praying you become more proficient in prayer and more in the in line with God's will by consistent time spent privately with him in other words the more time you spend in his word listening to him the more acquainted you become with his will and that helps align your prayers with his plans yeah. and purpose and so for those of you that are listening today we encourage you with that keep praying um, and seeking God and his will and plan uh, and purpose for your life. And thanks so much for listening. And Pastor, thank you for these words today. Yeah, good to be back. And uh, we are excited to be back and look forward to what God is going to do um, in your life as a listener and, and love for you to share this podcast, subscribe to our um, podcast channel and continue to just encourage others with uh, this podcast as we seek to um, be an encouragement to you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.